and welcome to a new episode of PR360, and I'm your host, Brett Deister. And if you could please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, leave a review, it really does help us. But this week, we have a special guest from Wahoo's Fish Tacos, Wing Lem is... Well, he's a great guy, all-around great guy. I've eaten Wahoo's Fish Tacos quite a few times. I love their fish tacos in general. But he's got an interesting thing he wants to talk about as well. So we're really excited to have him on. Plus, we're going to be talking about the food industry and just how interesting it's been in the past year or so. So welcome to the show, Wing. All right. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the first question I ask all my guests is that, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Actually, mostly tea if I drink at all, but I have enough caffeine in my body that I don't need any of it. <laughs> ah, fair enough. So your blood is just caffeine then. Yeah, I got lots of energy. <laughs> so can you give us a little bit more information about California Love Drops and what it's about and what, what you're doing and what you're helping out about? Okay, so it's kind of funny. What started out last March when we literally got shut down, in a matter of two days from Wednesday to Friday, when we closed our restaurant, we saw an 85% drop in sales. It was just like going off the cliff, boom. So we had a lot of stuff because we have a lot of fresh inventory. So we had, we furloughed literally almost 80% of our staff as well. So we said, hey, on your way out, take some rice, take some beans, take whatever you can with you because we don't know what's going to happen next. So that was our first gesture as they're going out, hey, take what you can, but we still have stuff that we have prepped and ready to go. And that's stuff that they couldn't necessarily transport out of the restaurant. So I decided at Perishables, I would start making some deliveries to hospitals. So I did a few, about four of those deliveries. And when I was getting ready to reorder more stuff, my brother goes, are you out of your mind? My brother Mingo basically said this, we're already down 85%. I understand that you gave some stuff away because it was going to perish anyway, right? Might as well provide the hospital workers with some food. But now you're going to go out and buy more? So he said, you're out of your mind. So I said, well, what, are you, what should I do? as well, one is if you could find a way to get it covered, right? I don't mind you going out to the hospitals because there's nothing else going on. So I started calling my friends and one after the other. I mean, Eric from Blue Sea, my agency, Charles Anthus Roofing, Wendy from KLOS, Melissa from Yogurland, Paul from Headwater. I just kind of started calling out my friends. I said, what are you guys doing? My event guys were doing nothing because everything got canceled. I said, hey, what are you doing with your water and your yogurt? Can you bring it over? So we even had Paul from uh, Monster Energy Drink. So I got that. And I says, well, we need to find some funding here because even the yogurt costs money, right? So their initial was perishable, so I said, we'll give it away. But then after that, we said, we need to fund it. So it says, we'll give you a little bit of money to cover because it would be just like somebody underwriting lunch at a charity golf tournament or a cocktail reception at a gala. Well, since everything got canceled, we started getting a little bit. But the first lady, Judy, from Cystic Fibrosis, we do an annual event for called Pipeline to a Cure. And she goes, well, wait, I just got a thousand bucks. And I'm like, I can feed literally a couple hundred people for a thousand bucks. She goes, what? She goes, that's what we're going to do. So she goes, game on. So we literally took $250, $250 and $500 because we needed to divide it. And because I needed to be able to tell the story. 
So using that money, we literally 250 said 50 people, 250, and then so that's how we did it. And after I invited some of my other friends to come along, they're like, "You are absolutely insane!" That I was, but this is this works. And when there's zero going on, this is like an amazing. It makes you feel good when everybody was shelter and home. I was the only guy crazy enough to go out. So once we delivered to those hospitals, St. Francis and Linwood, which I have no idea where Linwood even was, right? But we did it. And then we got Long Beach, then we got Vogue Hospital, then we got Mission Hospital. It just kept, the ball just kept moving. And eventually uh, we heard from people like Subaru of North America had money, but nobody could get to it. Well, because I'm a pretty resourceful networking guy because I do a lot of charity work. I knew who to call. So the LA Auto guy, Mike, said, hey, I'm a Subaru dealer. I know who the guy is that's writing the check. So there's $10,000. And then the ball just kept moving, right? And all, we, and all my friends are like, Where, how can you afford it? And I told them, hey, here's what we are doing. And then when Wendy from KLOS jumped on, it gave us the platform to talk on the radio. When you had Heidi and Frank saying, we are your partners. How can we help you? So they started a GoFundMe page. So we just kept going back and forth. I would find some people, they go fund you, we get some money. And we, the wheels just kept moving. And we joke about having faith. And that when you have no idea when it's going to end, when it's going to stop, or where the money's going to come from, the money just kept showing up literally right before or right after we would be going, oh my God, we're out of money. <laughs> so it, it, but all of us got together. And then, other companies, low people, all these companies saw what we were doing. Goes, how can we help you? And I said, well, if you happen to have friends, and almost everybody had friends that worked in different hospitals, or was a policeman, or was a fire department guy, and we said, we don't mind. Wherever you would like us to go, we'll go take care of them. And we all we need is you know to cover our costs because we're down to nothing. So the idea was. Hey, Wendy and Eric said, hey, why don't we coin the term? And this, what are we going to call this? The California love drop. I'm like, sounds great. So all of this just kind of happened, right? And it wasn't anybody saying, well, there's a master plan on how to do this. Because this had never been done. And that's how it started. So I kept my staff, the minimum staff working. I prevented four additional stores from closing on top of the ones that did close. Because they were down to, I mean, barely breaking even. So the couple hundred dollars that would come in would be the difference between them breaking even and not. So that's all I did is I, I tried keeping my staff working and it worked. I mean, we're now almost to half of the employees are back, right? But we still got, you know, 50% more to go. But the staff that's there, they're doing the best they can. I mean, I call it in the middle because there's a lot of restaurants that are very well to do. They have the drive-thrus where people felt really safe by just literally driving up and getting their food and going. And then there's a lot of high-end restaurants that have closed down because people are not taking out $100 steaks or whatever that may be. And we're kind of in the middle. We're just kind of treading water. And slowly as people start going back to work, because a restaurant survived basically from people that go to work and they want to go eat something for lunch. That's the majority of our business. So until people are comfortable going back to their offices. It's, it's a tough road ahead, but we're just trading the water, we're staying, and the California Love Drop has given us a platform to create great PR, and we create great content, 
and knock on wood, everybody on our team, it's about a dozen of us now, nobody's gotten sick from doing the drop. We've had people have close encounters, you know, but we did have one of our friends that he was at a store and he knew that that's where he got it, right? And he ended up losing about 40 to 50 pounds and he's still struggling with it a little bit, but it wasn't because of us, because we are safe. We were the first group to have masks, the first group to have shields, gloves, sanitizer. When nobody else could get anything, we had everything. So we were always safe and going out and just, I call it waving the flag and telling people that we appreciated what they were doing. All right. I mean, it's always great to hear when tragedy happens, somebody steps in and actually does something yep. really, really good. And then everybody wants to be a part of it because it's really good. Yeah. And it's one of those, if, I mean, I hate to say it, but who in the last eight, nine months, whatever, nobody wanted to get dressed up to stay at home and be a part of a virtual game. <laughs> I mean, we've done some wine tastings. I mean, trust me, we're still doing charity work, right? But it's just not the same. So we try to get maybe another couple and to kind of feel like you're going out. But when you're at home, it's kind of hard to talk people into getting dressed up just to get on a Zoom, whatever that may be, right? So there's been quite a few of those, but it just doesn't have the energy. Where we, when you go out to a police, a fire, a hospital, and you see the smile in their eyes, because everybody's got masks on, right? And the appreciation. And just the whole energy that flows, everybody in my group goes, God, I can't wait to do it again. So like this week, uh, in the next couple of days, we'll do one. We'll have another American Red Cross blood drive in Irvine at Anthus Roofing. It'll be, I think, our 25th blood drive that we've done since May. And it's like every other week we have one, right? And again, my buddy's office is empty, so they've used half of the office dedicated into this mobile blood center i call it right so charles is crazy but we're doing it and we are we're like say hey and the nurses there they've all gotten used to seeing us bring the lunches the frozen yogurt so when you go there to give blood you get lunch you get everything and it's like wow this is a treat so i've gotten other friends of mine to come in and just do help out he goes well i can't do this but i can donate blood goes, that's good enough for us so it's this whole like you said we're trying to make light of something that's really bad because we have lost quite a few people, but the appreciation that we see and when they talk about it, right, from Chalk Hospital, I mean, every other hospital we've gone to, it's amazing. So that's what drives us. When we do one, we do another, right? And then another. So some days we have two or three in one day. So we're little bounce around different hospitals in the same area. But everybody stays safe. We all drive our own cars. And we do the best that we can to stay safe and bring essential fun stuff to all these workers. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the restaurant industry, it's been basically almost decimated. I know Barstool Sports has helped out a lot of small businesses, especially restaurants, yeah. with his funds. Yeah. How have you guys tried to like pivot from a, well, people are just going to come in from lunch and try to like stay afloat with everything going on, yeah. with the shutting down, opening up, shutting down, opening up. Now we're going to be opening up yeah. a little bit again. <laughs> so how do you try to stay afloat and have that positive message about Wahoos, about freshness and all that other stuff? Well, luckily the ones, the, the, the locations that we have that are called near the beaches, places where people go, like San Clemente, Huntington Beach, Laguna, it's relatively 
they stay free afloat because there's a lot of people walking around because they're not going to their offices. They're working remotely. And there's no better way, better place to work remotely from than the beaches. I hate to say it, right? Because as long as you have your laptop, whatever it is that you need to do, you can kind of get, you know, on the beach and do your work, right? There's plenty of reception, I think, at the beach, right? So those locations have done pretty well. The locations where we're in the malls, those have gotten hit because, again, nobody's going out shopping because everybody's shopping online, right? And the idea is uh, that indoor spaces are not exactly, like I said, open, closed, open, closed. So we have to deal with this. So the only way that we can do more is providing more of a takeout experience, which is very hard to do because there's nothing like eating a taco just as it's being made, right? And there's something magical about that. Like a burger, once it travels 10 minutes, it gets a little soggy, right? So there are certain things that, you know, so we're pushing other items like the bowls, the burritos, other. So you, you offer suggest other things that travel better because a burrito just gets more and more juicy because it starts blending and everything is being held inside of a tortilla. So for us, we found the items that travel better than others and because can't eat it right in, then and there, right? So even for our California love drop, we figured out that we would make these loaded burritos, as we call it, throw everything in the kitchen sink inside of it, and it will hold for about four to five hours, right? So that's what we've done. So we found the things that work in all of my counterparts, the guys that do pizza, the guys that do family dinners, right? They're doing better because it travels better. It's easy to share at home. So we've had to do the same thing, create, I call it bundles, family tabs, things that are more easy to share. So I, I tell right now in the winter, order enchiladas, order bowls, order burritos, because they tend to travel back and it doesn't need like to be eaten immediately, right? You can eat it a half hour later and it's still pretty good. So it's all about adjusting your menu and it's about doing the best that you can to let people know that you're doing it. And that for me, thank God I have California Love Job because otherwise people would be like, eh, wow, this, and all of a sudden they hear that we're out. They're like, maybe we should support this guy. So Yogurland, we, we all kind of came together and we're out there, you know, waving our flag, telling people that we're here, we're open. And in the middle of all this, Yogurland has opened two. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. But they're like, hey, we got nothing better to do, so might as well. So they kind of pivot into, I call it more food-centric items, not just yogurt, in the middle of this. I mean, it's been, I think, two months. I think at the end of last year, they opened one, Huntington Beach. And I believe a couple of weeks ago, they just opened another one. So they're out there, so you can check them out. But again, we're doing what we can. But the clear winners in this whole thing are the drive through If you got a drive through it doesn't really matter what you're selling. You're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I went to Sonic, and I said they have the best model for pandemic <laughs> food ordering because they don't have any seating. Your seating is your car, or you go through the drive through and that's the key. I mean, everybody that I know from the fast food to casual, as long as you got a drive through, even the coffee guys, the donut guys, anybody that's got a drive through, because you got that huge percentage of the population that doesn't want to get out of their car, which is fine. I mean, it, it, it is better to be safe than sorry. So I totally don't disagree with them today. But for the good, I mean, or better, is like when we used to have about maybe 12 to 15 people in a store working a shift. We're down to about four to five. So there's a there's a huge, you know, drop. But again, some of our beach locations, 
if you walked in, you wouldn't know anything that was different other than you can't dine in, right? But it's been pretty busy for the beach location. All right. 2020 has been the year of the pivot, I heard from other PR people. Do you kind of agree with that? And yeah. you've talked about a little bit about your pivoting. Are you going to start pivoting a little bit more in 2021 from what you've learned last year? Yeah, what we're going to do is basically, at, towards the end of last year, we are basically to share the stories with everybody else, right? That's the key. So right now, we're trying to tell everybody, because you guys got to do this. And they're like, well, we don't have the money. Because you got to find it. That's what we tell people. It's not like a mystery what we're doing. I share with all my friends, but they always look at me and go, I don't understand it. Why would people want to give me money? Because they're your customers. They're going to, if they ask you how they can support you, you tell them how, right? And most people, you always see these little great stories in, in, in like in different restaurants where people are paying for the people behind them, like paying for work. It's the same idea. And you'll hear like 50 customers did it in a row, right? One got it for the other, for the other, for the other. And that's what people do. I mean, when you get good people, your great customers, they're going to find you, right? And they'll, they'll want to find a way to keep you around because they truly enjoy your restaurant. And you show them, hey, there's one of the ways. So they're like, hey, you know what? My kid goes to this school. Would you mind bringing lunch to the teacher? Right? And we're doing that right now. I mean, we've done a bunch of everything. So we always tell people, so it's, it's a win-win because they want to help the school. They want to take care of the teachers. They want to take care of the nurses. Well, say, hey, buy lunch from us. We'll give you a discount on it. I don't, because think about it, right? The delivery guys take what? Up to 30%. So if somebody was willing to do this, and you say, here, I'll give you 20%. You can kind of cover your spot, right? Your, your deal. And you're still doing what you would have done for a delivery service company. So when you start thinking like that, you're like, oh, okay. Because you don't want to gouge somebody because it's a win-win, right? So don't try to make money off of people. Just try to stay afloat. And before you know it, the teachers will start coming in on their own. And the nurses will come in on their own. So this is kind of like you got to just keep the ball moving. And the PR angle is the most important part because if people don't know you're doing this, right, uh, it doesn't work. So if I didn't have KLS as a partner, some of the other iHeartRadio, all these people give me opportunities to talk about what I'm doing on their stations, on the air. Uh, this wouldn't work, right? And at the end of the day, everybody lo loves the limelight, right? So when my friends get to be on the air with me and I mention their friends that they're doing something with us, people pay attention. So I talk about my roofing guy right now as we see a little bit of rain, but because he's been at the forefront of all this for 10 months, now that it's rainy, everybody's like, oh, my God, my God. And they don't remember why, right? They're calling him. Well, that's because for 10 months, they heard his name on the radio. They've seen him on TV, in the local paper, in all the stories, in all over social media. So right now, when you think of Wayne, he's the only guy that has done anything for 10 months. So he can't help himself. So he didn't do it for that reason. He did it because it was the right thing to do. And as we all know, when you do the right thing, chances are there will be some benefit, but you're not doing it for that reason. So all of my friends, we're all like hustling. We're all staying safe and we're all getting benefits because most of my events guys that I know not doing anything, they've all been furloughed, right? We're laid off, but my team, everybody's working and they, they're excited every week. They're going, oh God, let's, where are we going this week, right? 
And and when you see the website, the CaliforniaLove.org, you'll see all the videos, all the stories. So it's there. And you see the excitement. And I don't have to drag people out. I mean, people want to come. They want to be a part of the story. The latest round, we got UHSM, which is a huge healthcare company, insurance company. We got ECMA, which is a, a money management company. They're like, well, we'd love to be a part of it. So that's what we do. And tomorrow, I'll be meeting another a company, a kind lending to say, hey, maybe you guys can throw some money because right now everybody's refinancing. You know? So the right people, there are a lot of companies out there in real estate that are really, really busy. So I've done a bunch of construction drop sites as well. So, and I got friends, I mean, Schneider, Lincoln, all these big builders, right? They're like, can you bring food? Because the food truck's not coming. So guess what? We'll deliver lunch, you know? So we've been doing that. So that's the fun part. Like there is business out there. You got to be willing to just be a little creative, and it's not that far off the reservation. I call it. It's not like we're having to change the whole model. So instead of us showing up with a food truck, we just deliver it, and everybody's happy as long as everything is hot. <laughs> it's true. Cold burritos and cold tacos, not so much. But the hot ones, yes, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I mean. It- you brought up like a lot of things like cathartic marketing almost is what you said, because everybody wants to be a part of something good rather than, even though people pile on a lot of times in social media, bad stuff for the most part, people like to do good things, especially in a time where you don't hear a lot of good things going on. This is one of those like bright shining moments that people run to because it's something different than what they're hearing all the time. So you kind of brought up like cathartic PR, cathartic marketing, type of a thing. I'm not saying that every company should try to figure out a angle to do that, but you've holistically done it yourself, it seems like. Yeah, we have. And the thing is, like I said, some of our franchisees, one of the things they said, well, we're not you. And I'm like, trust me, you can do it, right? So our New Jersey guys, all the way to the other side of the country, they started to get the ball rolling. They've been doing different things the same way. And I've explained to them this. I'm not asking you to go out and donate food because one, we don't have the money to do it. So you got to find partners. So New Jersey's doing it. And a crazy TV show called the, it's called Comeback City on the Discovery Channel. It's about the undercover billionaire. So basically, it's the second season. It was shot in Erie, Pennsylvania. So in part of the process, our episode, which is, I think, coming up shortly, like in another week, maybe, I think, Ashley, the manager, partner of the restaurant, and when we were shooting it last summer, we were talking about what they needed to do. And I'd give my ideas offline. And, hey, here's some of the things we're doing. She goes, well, how does that work? I go, well, this is how it works. You get, the biggest thing is you got to find ways to cover your costs. Because anybody can go out and deliver free food. Nobody can. But if you guys can find an underwriter, then it'll work. And so they're going to be borrowing our idea. We're going to give them the base the, the blueprint. They've already done a few. And they actually, like two weeks ago, they got written up in the local paper. So we're going to basically make them an eerie club drop because it worked. And as soon as they did the first one, they're like, oh, my God. Just the gratefulness that came from the nurses, you know, staff was amazing. And I said, that's what's going to keep you guys motivated. But you guys got to document it and you guys got to share the story. And literally, by the second one, they're getting written up in the local paper. And I said, see, I'm telling you because there's nothing else going on. So you have great content. It's a great story. It's not selfish, right? 
and include all your partners in it and now just get the ball rolling because trust me the winters there are a lot harsher than the winters here right so the whole dining in the patio doesn't work in erie when it's minus 20 degrees right at least here it's you know 50 degrees maybe 60 during the day right so we can do we can survive the, the dining in the patio they can't and luckily for them the food travels well. Barbecue travels really, really well. So we keep going back and forth. We talked about different dishes that do better than others. Because at the end of the day, I said, you got to keep it cost effective, right? So that's what we did. We, we shared our ideas back in the summer with them. And uh, by the end of last year, they did one. And like I said, about two weeks ago, they did their second. So I told them, just let people know that you're willing to drive in minus 20 degrees to make the delivery to the staff. And find partners in the community that, I mean, you could be a coffee guy. They right? say, hey, I'll do the coffee, you do this, and let's get our customers to help us cover the delivery costs. Yeah, I mean, you talked about a little bit earlier that you've kind of taken the place of food trucks at construction sites. And so you found problems and you found a solution to the problem, which a lot of businesses should be doing or should be figuring out. So how do you keep on doing that? Because, I mean, I keep on hearing problems, solution, problems, solution. So how do you keep reinventing, I guess, Wahoos in some ways to fix a problem with your solution? Well, the thing is, I joked about it. Don't come to me with a complaint. Come with me with a solution, right? Does anybody say, oh, I got this, this. I'm like, yeah, we can all be pessimistic. There's a million things that are wrong right now. I don't care about the million. I just care about the one, the two solutions. So every time we think of something, well, how are we going to do that, right? Then our group, thank God, we have some of the best event guys that we can think, right? So Wendy from KLS, besides being at the radio station, she's part of Coachella, the biggest music event in the world. You think logistics, there's anything that she can't handle for 100 people when she's dealt with millions? So that's what you have. When you have Melissa from Yogurland, who has been friends with over 25 years, she will figure it out. How? Because remember, we were early on was, well, how are we going to get the yogurt? I'm like, freeze it overnight. And then it's way easier to carry it because we can't bring that machine with us. Boom, right? We got to think of this. How are we going to get it there? How do we keep things hot? How do we keep things cold? How do we manage this? So it's all of those. And act. Don't be afraid to be resourceful because you might have not have thought of that. I mean, our labeling came because our EDS, our IT friends, basically looked at our little brown bag with a tiny little sticker, basically about the size of a thumbnail that says chicken. She goes, oh my God, does anybody even know where that came from if they weren't there when you delivered them? She goes, why don't we print like almost like a badge, like a name badge size logo that has wallets, has California love drop. I'm like, wow. Well, I don't have time to do it. I'm just, well, we do because our printer will do it. So all of a sudden, all the partners are on the label. So now when you get a bag, you know it's chicken and you know where it came from and you know all the people that made it happen. So again, I wasn't thinking, she thought of it. So now we can't, I mean, when you see our bags, they look like something that you definitely want to eat, right? Because it's professional, it's all that, but it's marketing. But I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about, I just got to get timing, food, and I wasn't worried about what it looked like. 
but she was because I go, I just I looked at this old hundred. I have no idea who made it. If I wasn't there when you delivered, and goes, you're right because only about ten to twenty of the nurses come out because. Once they go inside, we don't go inside the hospital. So I'm like, does anybody even know? And she goes, no. So Yogurland said, okay, even more better. Well, this is the little yogurt cup. But when we do the, the photo opportunities, let me make these gigantic four-foot spoons of their colors. So when she's waving that, you know it's coming from Yogurland. Shulula hot sauce. They're these tiny little packets inside the brown bag. So you never knew what's in it, right? So she gave us these three liter size, I call them props. So now when you hold it, right, you know that Chulula is part of this whole thing. So all these things, it is all because the sit there goes, how do we make something better? And the coolest brand that has nothing to do with food was Van. They're an orange iconic company. And I basically, I kind of knew the answer, but I just wanted to hear from Steve Van Doren. He goes, hey, what are you doing with all those umbrellas that we normally give out at the West Open? And he goes, nothing. You know, because they're all branded, they're all dated. 2020 U.S. Open of Surf event got canceled. I goes, you know what? We're going to go make these deliveries into like lots where it's 100 degrees. Goes, Can we give out some of these umbrellas? I'm like, absolutely. So imagine all these people walking around with these checkered umbrellas, right? Because it is 100 degrees. And then on top of it, I knew that they had all these bandanas, all the stuff that was all basically earmarked to be given away at the U.S. Open, at the pool party, all their events over the last summer. And I said, not family. So when you gave away pink bandanas, they were all checkered to the nurses. It was like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, we really don't care. If you're going to use it, give it to your daughter. But it was such a hit, even at the police department. They're like, oh, my God, there's food, there's desserts, there's snacks. And there's this pink bandana, all checkered. It says Vans on it, right? So these are the things that really came in. And then about halfway through the summer, also, Cliff Bar, huge company. Michelle and I have been friends literally when she used to be the street team girl for Power Bar almost 30 years ago. She calls me and goes, wait, can you use some Cliff Bars? And goes, why? Because I got products that's going to expire. I'm like, bring it. How is so when you bring this stuff to the police station, they're like, oh my God, because they can grab it, put it in their car, and three o'clock, they don't have to stop anywhere. So these are amazing, iconic brands, but knowing the people, because these are all within people that were basically said, there's nothing going to happen, right? So Monster Energy Drink goes, good, keep taking it. So there is a, one funny story about Monster, which is kind of funny, because Hilton gets phone calls from all of his different friends, like, what are you guys doing? And everyone goes, what do you mean? What are we doing? You guys are all over all this media. And they're just, oh, yeah, it's our friend Wink doing Because they're not doing it because they're all same safe. But they're like, hey, as a retail partner, like, things out there, keep supporting him. So people keep calling him and go, hey, what's going on? And everyone goes, Wink's out there waving the flag for us. So when there's food, there's going to be beverages. And the night shift at all the hospitals, absolutely love Monster Energy Drink. Because they need the caffeine. You know, so like, hey, whatever we need to do. So when Hogue was running out of, you know, when they got hit at the end of the year, they got hit really hard because all of them saw this huge spike in numbers. We came in and the number one item they wanted was Monster Energy Drink. Because they were on the go 
and they need the energy. So I'm like, hey, whatever you guys can have. So that's what we're doing. Just out there, just keep swinging, you know, whatever we need to do and just keep people happy because it, it is a stressful time right now. And I can't even tell you food pantry and food drives we've done, Saddleback Church, the Orange County Food Bank, the Rescue Mission, Tech Harvest Food. And they're like, what are you guys doing? Goes, we provide the meals to all the volunteers that are working the event. And they're like, they don't need to. You can just trust me, they're volunteers. They're out there spending eight hours on a Saturday, right, handing out boxes and boxes of food. So when we showed up, our burritos, our frozen yogurt, they're like, oh my God, what a treat, right? So we're handing out stuff to the drivers. We only have so much, right? But we can't, you know, again, I don't want to tax any one of our friends to say, hey, let's feed a thousand families today. But they're more interested in the boxes of milk and yogurt and eggs and all the big stuff. But for the volunteers, and then we'll treat a, a bunch of the kids that are coming through with the families. Would you like some frozen yogurt? Like, oh my God, what a treat. So we do what we can, and we just love it. I mean, we, we try to help as many as we can, and it just keeps going. And the toy drives we did over Christmas, the back school supplies, and people look at us, what are you guys doing? I thought you guys are just delivering to the hospital. We're resourceful. So we find stuff. And one of our biggest other partners, when nobody can afford to go out and buy Yeti products, we have Yeti Sintas products. With the teachers. I mean, how cool it is to go to school with this thermal cups for all you guys. I mean, these are $40 cups. So we have access to the stuff. Remember, their marketing guy goes, no way. But their event guy goes, we have extra because we're having events here. <laughs> so it's just the network that we have is absolutely crazy in the fact that we all team up, we call each other, because what do you need? What do you need? Right? Keyboards for gaming for school classes. When nobody else could even dream of keyboards, we had the best gaming keyboards on the planet. And again, people looked at us, where the hell do you guys get this? We have friends. So the eSports Arena guys shut down the Oakland facility. They gave us 300 brand new keyboards. And I'm like, can you use this? Because we'll find a place. As when we started calling the YMT, all the people that have after school programs, you know, like, you're kidding. And when we showed them what we had, they're like, oh my God, these are legit. Yes, these aren't just your $2 keyboards. These are $200 keyboards, right? So that's what we have. We're very resourceful. We And we have fun doing it. And again, when we went to the schools and the YMCs to deliver these things, people were looking at us, oh, you guys are just burritos and frozen yogurt, right? Because, oh my God, you know. And again, it just, this stuff, it keeps going, right? And the toy drives, all that over the holidays, so much fun. And again, we're just being resourceful. To say, what do people need? And with the unemployment rate where it was, there's more. I mean, there was half the amount of toys and twice the demand for it. So we filled in the gap. You know what? Where can we help? What can we do? And like I said, the food drives, how can we help? So we all, you know, you volunteer to help us with the toy drive. We'll take care of your volunteers with the food bank. And that's all it was. We were all just taking care of each other, taking care of the volunteers. Because at the end of the day, we're all kind of doing what we can. So we just made it a little bit better for all the volunteers, all the staff, all the people that are doing what they can. Mm -hmm. And 
what content besides word of mouth has been actually good for you to spread the word has been, you talked about radio has been social media has helped as well Has videos and showing people's expression helped a lot. Which one has been the most impactful for you guys? You know, what's funny is radio, because we have a stand-in call-in every Friday morning at 7.40 to Heidi and Frank. And it's about a two to four-minute segment, depending on what I have to cover that week. So initially, it was good, right? But it wasn't great. So then one of our, I call creative guys, Angel from Anthos Roofing, he looked at it. And I didn't know this, but... The show airs on the radio, but there's cameras inside of the studio, which I didn't know. So what they do, I, I guess, around lunchtime is they purpose that content for the Internet, right? So it's now streamed live across the country. But it's basically, I guess, tape delayed would be the best way to say it, right? So we then were able to take that segment and add our video and photos. So when I talk about Hope Hospital, we would drop in the images of Hope Hospital. And once we started doing that about, I don't know, four or five months ago, and then using that on social media, it just skyrocketed because all of a sudden people were hearing and seeing what we were doing from a almost a live event, not a concocted event, I call it, right? Because here you have Hank and I having this conversation about the American Red Cross in the images of, in the video of American Red Cross would show up. So it was almost like this magical thing happened. And then once people saw that, they're like, can we repost it? Can we repurpose it? And then other companies started saying, hey, maybe we can create another video when we show up to the drive. So Alex from the Purist Group came to a day where we went to three different schools, Catholic schools in Huntington Beach. And they basically filmed from beginning to end based on what they had seen. So, again, we got about a two-and-a-half-minute video of making and delivering to three schools and testimonials from different, basically, members of the group throughout the video. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm like, it's real. It's not us creating a It's all editorial. It's, it's real content. So PCMA came in and goes, I love that. Can we take this video and add the sound bite? I'm like, sure. So they did another one where it's being aired all over Southern California. So these are all the people that are going out. So our commercials, if we have some, would look very much like our videos that we have on our website. It's all the members of the group delivering food, packing the food, and sharing the stories with with schools, the nurses, whoever we're doing it for, right? So that's what it is, is we, we don't try to make anything more than what it is. And then the local news picks up on it. And while they're talking about what we're doing, they're showing highlights of the same thing. So it's always the same kind of story. The background changes a little bit from a hospital to a school to a police station. But it's our group. And because it's not just me, it's, you know, Charles, it's Wendy, it's all of the people. They share it, right? So it's this really amazing group effort. They, they always said the best way to create social media is when it's user-generated, like a customer, and they talk about what you're doing. In this case, we are all talking about what each one else in the group is doing. 
So when you have 10 people sharing the same story from their perspective, it just works, right? So that's, I mean, again, great PR, great storytelling. And all the podcasts that we've done, it seems like Charles does like two or three a day. I mean, that guy's crazy, right? I do probably one or two a week. And between all of us, we just keep telling the story. And everybody's the same. Charles will tell you how uncomfortable he was when I called him. And then he came anyway. And then how he can't, this is the best thing that's happened in the last 10 months for him because he's able to go out and share. He's brought almost all of his vendors to be a part of it. And all of his vendors don't even blink twice when they see it because they come with, I'm going to come back. So they all show up with, when do we do it again? Right? Because they see the impact in the community. And then we all talk about it. It's all about the community that you're in. So once they see the impact, the gratitude and all that, they can't help but to come back, right? So whether they're a law firm, insurance company, investments, you know, this is amazing. And it is, again, not only amazing because most of the charity work that I've ever done, you at Arela Gala, you raise half a million dollars, but you're not at the actual cause. You're not at the shelter. You're not there. We're having fun raising all this money, which is they need it, right? But we're not in the trenches. This is the first time that we're in the trenches, two to three times a week, you know? And when you see the gratitude, it's like, okay, you know it's working, right? Because, and, and, and again, I always say, it's not that the nurses are not getting paid, but they're taking a huge risk because should they get, which I know a bunch of them have, it could change their life forever, right? So they're taking a chance. And the one thing they don't have is they don't have time, right? So when we bring something, they don't know we're doing it. There's only somebody at the higher level that knows. And they're like, oh, my God. And when they see everything, right, they're like, oh, my God, thank you, right? And that's all we want to do is like, hey, we really appreciate you guys, you know, taking the risk and taking care of the community that we're in, you know. And this is the least we can do. And remember, uh, back, I think it was like in the summertime with all the protests, oh, my God, nobody wanted to go near any of the police station. There are, and we joke about it, persona non grata. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're, they keep our community safe. Oh, no, no. They're all bad. Goes, no, one doesn't mean they're all, right? So when we would come to the station, they would tell us, hey, this is the best thing that's happened to us in the last two to three months. Because everybody else hates us. You guys are here delivering food. So for a while, we couldn't talk about where we went because we didn't want them to get them or us get backlash from people. Like, what do you mean supporting the local police? But I don't think you understand. It, it took almost until the fall before people could actually forget about the fact that there are bad apples in every world, right? But we were doing what we could. And they were very grateful. And it was like, hey, we're all friends. We're all listening together. So that's, again, at the end of it all, we're going to get this, right? And uh, hopefully everybody will see what we've done. Hopefully they take some ideas from it. They can do it themselves. I've never not told anybody how we've done it. And they always, always crack up with, but how do you find the time? And I goes, well, this is what I've been doing for 32 years. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to start doing charity work now because I think it's the right thing to do. Well, we've been doing it for 32. So it's a lot easier for us 
because it wasn't contrived. It wasn't just made up. This is what we do, you know. And people really in the community, they knew who we were. They know what we've done. So this just helped us when there's nothing else going on. All right. And for those actually like trying to figure out what to do next or staying up all night because they don't know how they're going to pay their bills, especially for restaurant owners, what kind of inspirational message can you give them about like how to press through until we can finally open up fully? You just got to, I call it one half faith, right? But more than that is look around you. There are clues. Like, who's doing better? And if you say, well, the burger guy's doing better, just got to drive through. Don't worry about him because you don't have a drive through. There's nothing you can do about it. So look at people in your space and what they're doing, right? There are what we call clues to every successful story. There's things that they did that are right, i.e., you know, the reason restaurants are local, I call it watering holes, is because the community supports you. So find out why they come to you, right? Get to know your customers. And, and you know, it's never too late. And ask questions. Goes, hey, what is going on out there? How can I get more people in my restaurant? That's what everybody's trying to figure out. But one, they're not going to come, right? Because they're not comfortable eating at a restaurant right now, even in this day and age. So if they're not, figure out how you're going to get out there. So start talking and not to other restaurants, but to other people that are in the same boat. It could be your barber. It could be your landscape. Find out who everybody is that's in your community that you can work together with, right? Because odds are two restaurants are not going to be able to work together because you're kind of competitors. But if you find the cookie guy, the donut guy, the coffee guy, that's where you start finding ways to create synergies when you start working together and figure out if together, hey, it's going to take too much for me to do it. If you did 50%, I did 50%, we can do it, right? And that's how things start working. You just got to go out there and look at who is succeeding in your community. And not because they got drafted, but people that are. And like right now, we know bankers and real estate guys, anybody to do with buying and selling a home, they're doing really well. So figure out how maybe you can be a part of that. Maybe you can create that gift basket for that guy that just sold a home. Right? But these are the things. You've got to figure it out. Right? And, and you got to talk to people. Because, hey, who's doing what? And how are they leveraging it? And how do they get there, right? And there are lots and lots of people. And if you start, first off, customers. Ask your customers, right? Hey, what, what are you seeing out there? And, and ask them, but they know I can use some help. And they're like, what do you need help with, right? Don't be afraid to ask for help, right? And people be amazed at how many people want to, would they want to see? If they are your true customers, the reason they're coming to you is because they don't want you to see you go away. They want you to survive. And if you just ask them questions, how can I help? Right? Judy, I asked, and she goes, hey, how can I help? I told her, I can use some money. She goes, let me find that. Right? And that's how it started. thousand bucks. First donation we ever got. Right? And from there, we're literally, I think, like I said, if I count the numbers, you know, we're somewhere north of 150000 which is nothing in the big scheme of things. But it was just enough for me to keep four stores from closing down. That's all I cared about. That was my goal, right? And then along the way, I helped keep all my friends working. Great benefit. And everybody's happy right now. We're not there yet. I think we'll be there for maybe this fall. But in the meantime, 
we're just out there just one by one doing what we can. All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Hey, we're going to get through this thing, have a little bit of faith, and eat more tacos. Spoken no true words. Eat more tacos. <laughs> well, thank you, Wing, for joining us on PR360. Really appreciate you giving us hope and giving us kind of a little bit of what you're doing and how great it's been going and how much you're helping people. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And like I said, if any of your listeners have any questions, feel free to give them my email, you know, and say, shoot me an email and I'll do what I can. I mean, literally there's so many people out there struggling right now and we're not doing any better than the rest. We're just trying to stay afloat. So it is real. Don't think for a second that we're out there going and just, going to the bank. Nobody is. I mean, there are plenty of that are going to the bank, but the majority of us are not. So we just got to all hang together and get through this. All right. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industries. All right, guys, stay safe. Go find a problem to a solution. Be hopeful. And we'll get through this all. See you next week. Later.